Hey, nonprofit founders and leaders, change makers and dreamers. Are you searching for new ways to be heard amidst the overwhelming noise and confusion of these uncertain times? Giving Heartbeat is the place to make connections and ignite sparks of compassion into forces for good and together turn unsung heroes into everyday superheroes. Conversations with dynamic nonprofit champions from across the planet reveal how they turned passion into action and obstacles into achievements. I'm your host, Donna Valente. Welcome. Over the past three decades, I've met hundreds of incredible nonprofit changemakers from around the world. It's my passion and mission to promote them. This is Giving Heartbeat. Welcome. Welcome to the Heartbeat Studio, Kelly Timmons and Paul Timmons from Kelly's Kitchen. Hi, Donna. Good morning. Hi, Donna. Good morning, Kelly and Paul. I'd love for you to tell us about Kelly's Kitchen and the the work that you're doing there. We'd love to share that with you. So we started Kelly's Kitchen uh, to address food insecurity issues uh, throughout uh, the country and the world, hopefully. Uh, but, um, you know, what we found is that even in the best of times, there are millions of our neighbors who live in food insecurity. And that means that they don't have enough food every day. You know, we think, oh, I'm going to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and we have, you know, abundant food in our cabinets and that sort of thing. Not everybody has that. And we wanted to address um, the access to healthy foods uh, for folks who may be on on unlimited income or they live in an area that they don't have access to a grocery store like a food desert area. Um, Those are uh, uh, common in our country, unfortunately. Uh, These grocery stores are closing down in lower income areas and the population has to eat from uh, a convenience store or a gas station and we all know what sort of foods are there, right? Mm. Honey buns and, um, you know, Mountain Dews or whatever, sodas and that sort of thing that are just really bad for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started uh, uh, with, a, with a desire to help uh, folks in those areas have access to healthier foods um, and more food. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of Kelly's passion around this is based on education and uh, uh one of the things that we found is that over the past few years, a lot of people have worked on access to healthy foods, but it's more than just access. People also need to be educated as to uh, how to shop uh, for healthy food, how to prepare and serve healthy foods. And so that's been a lot of her focus since the uh, pandemic started. We've been able to uh, uh, partner with some uh, a pretty good variety of disability organizations to particularly serve uh some of the food needs of people with disabilities during the, uh, during the quarantine and some of the coronavirus uh, effects. And so we've, we've been working in about 24 states 
to do pop-up food pantries where we'll go into an area of what's called a food desert for a few hours. And by the way, kellys-kitchen.org has some more information about this. So we'll go into food deserts and we'll do these pop-up food um, uh, pantries. We arrange to deliver to people who can't get out, don't have transportation, or uh, are working with disability stakeholder organizations to provide food uh, and educational materials to their to their to their stakeholders and their members. It's incredible. So that's been a particular focus around the uh, around the pandemic. That's amazing. And are you doing educational things on Zoom calls, or how how are you doing that? Or is it the the outreach and the pop ups more? It's the outreach and the pop ups more. We uh, we have some um, uh, recipes on our website and uh, other uh, little videos that we have on YouTube that can, um, uh, you know, give people ideas of what to do with the food uh, that they receive. Um, You know, another thing that I'd like to point out is there are a lot of organizations providing food to, um, especially during this pandemic, to people. Right, in need. And they have the drive through food pantries and they have all of these things. However, what they found is, you know, we have people that may have a certain allergy or, you know, what, or a condition where they can't eat certain foods. And it doesn't matter. You get what they give you, right? And uh, I've heard horror stories where whereby they get um, – you know, rotten meat and, and these sort of things in, in the, in those, uh, some of those, uh, uh, access or canned foods Donna, canned that foods. are full of sodium and, right. and unhealthy chemicals. And one of the other things I was just going to ask you, we have used the zoom or the conference calls. A lot of that has been about working with, uh, uh, staff at organizations on how to set up and execute food pantries right. Right. rather than dealing with the end rather than dealing with the end user with the consumer we've done some training and some uh, information sharing and referral with uh, with organizational staff on it just how to do this that's great and, and so what are you looking to do now and, and how are you hoping that folks can support you so, so we have applied for a lot of grant funding, and we've been very, very, very blessed in, in terms of receiving that, as well as a, a, a pretty nice explosion of individual funding. A model that we're finding is really working during this pandemic is the pop-up food pantries, working with organizations at the local level to go into areas that are generally not served and and using using the pop-up food pantry as an opportunity to uh, do community organizing and connections, uh, uh, get food to people who can't leave the house, to have transportation issues, et cetera, and sort of uh, and sort of plant the seed in areas that are as yet unserved. It's great to have a, a food pantry downtown. It doesn't necessarily mean that everybody can access it, or that they necessarily have the exact foods that that particular zip codes and particular areas need. Mm -hmm. So I think the model that we're going to be pursuing for the foreseeable future is the pop-up food pantries. It's working, it's filling a need, and and, and we feel like it's doing an awful lot of good. Yes. And and it's not just a one-time situation. You know, you you can't just feed somebody one time, right? Uh I mean, it it has to be ongoing. And so we hope that in these communities, as we do that, we'll we'll build a, you know, a bigger network and, and we'll be able to help more more folks but I mean like Paul said we're, we're working in the underserved areas the forgotten areas um, uh, that uh, just don't get the services they need do you want to tell our listeners a little bit more about food deserts and, and how they're particularly impacted 
I know you talked a little bit about it, but yes. So, so the food deserts um, they happen within. What what that means is there's not a grocery store within five miles of of an area. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe there used to be a grocery store and it closed down because the area is is in transition and it's changing. But there's still people that live there. And a lot of the folks that are left behind have transportation issues. So they have to just walk to the corner store and get foods, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's, it's – uh, and it can happen in any area. I mean, we uh, – there's a particular one in Charleston that I'm aware of, and, and um, it, it's right by the highway. I mean, there, there's just no access to if – if you have to walk to get food, there's no way – to, to get healthy foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what it's doing is impacting the population because they're having to eat high fat, high sodium, high sugar foods. And um, it's just unhealthy. Right. You know? and, and, and it's a generational thing. I mean, you know, the mother buys the kids and then the kids and, you know, it just continues on. And, and, and those type foods are addictive. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, they they crave those foods and it just it just is a snowball effect. And I'd like to just add the notion of food desert. You might first think, well, there's not availability of food, and that's part of it. But there's also a, a scarcity of knowledge. People yes. just don't know how to spend their money on healthy foods, how to prepare healthy foods. Um, Kelly did an interesting experiment a while back where she took uh, two twenty dollar bills. And she went to a grocery store and she got uh, a rotisserie chicken and some tea and some, salad. some corn and some salad and so, un- enough stuff to make a few healthy meals. Mm-hmm. She took another $20 bill to a convenience store and she got, I think it was four honey buns and four sodas. And, and a bag of chips. And a bag and of chips. For, the same, for more money, actually. For actually a few pennies more. So, so educating people uh, that, 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 that buying healthy is also makes economic sense is it's also a desert of information and, and education and knowledge. And Paul, you said before planting a seed, and and wasn't that something you were doing um, with seeds? And or uh, am I misremembering? Did you have something you'd send people seeds? We did. We sent we sent lettuce seeds to folks. Um, you know, having a little. Uh, for lack of a better term, urban garden, which you don't really have to be urban to have just a small space where you can plant just some lettuce or some herbs or something like that that can just supplement your diet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we have folks that have planted the lettuce and like, I don't have to buy lettuce this week, no. you know, um, it, and it keeps growing. And so, uh, yeah, growing your own food is, is important, especially during this pandemic. You and know? so, and so that your listeners know, um, uh, uh uh, Kelly will give her email, but we have we have the lettuce seeds available. And the idea is we can send you seeds and and you can plant some seeds and maybe that'll plant the seed of you starting your own garden. Right. So we also have masks uh, available for people as well. So I have to tell you all that <laughs> you inspired me because of this lettuce and everything. And I have a back porch garden. I'm growing cucumbers. I'm growing tomatoes. My lettuce faring too well but i got some beans i got some peas it's very fun it's really- well, one it thing is. about one thing about the lettuce is it's more of a, cro- a fall crop that we're finding you'll probably do better in the fall okay but or we're growing it inside or growing it can. inside but we're doing exactly the same thing we have our first garden and we have tomatoes and cucumbers and uh and lettuce and spinach and spinach we've had a blast with it over the summer 
Are you? Well, see, and this is and this is what I'm talking about. We, we're we're talking about the knowledge is lost. My mother grew up having a garden, mm-hmm. but when when I came along, we started buying you know ready-made foods or foods at the grocery store. You didn't have to grow your own food, right? right? And we 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 became, I believe, disconnected from where our food comes from. Mm-hmm. And I I believe that that's important to our our existence. Um, you know, we're nourished by the food and if we're eating foods that are bad or foods that are out of season, it's, it just messes up our, our, our complete existence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're talking about the generational thing as well. The, um, as far as uh, the education part, um, you know, grandma used to know how to make a great uh, pot of collard greens or whatever Mm. well now her daughter has no idea how to do that Mm -hmm. the granddaughter really has no idea even what they are right and they're healthy um so it's just those recipes have been forgotten and that's why we want to try to bring back the recipes and cooking at home and uh, being connected with our food and our food that's actually in season. Another great, it's in season. another great revelation that I've had as I've gone on this journey with Kelly is that I realized that healthy food tastes good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fresh food <laughs> really tastes great. <laughs> and there's something about growing it and eating that's right. it. The flavor is there. The nutrients are there. And I mean, if you're watching your, your waistline, the, you, I say the, the better food that you eat, the less you have to eat. It fills your body. You don't have the added chemicals that just confuse your brain and think you're still hungry. So you eat, you know, massive amounts of it. If you have healthier, better foods, you'll eat less. You'll be uh, more satisfied and healthier. And the way to reach Kelly is through the website. It's kellys-kitchen.org, Donna. And Thanks for the plug. K-E-L-L-Y-S. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of Giving Heartbeat, where we make unsung heroes into everyday superheroes. Please be my hero and subscribe, download, rate, and review, and tell all your friends. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to Naomi Charney for my beautiful cover art. Thanks to Chris Hogan for his theme music, Pure Magic, and to audio engineer extraordinaire Don Sternecker at Mixolydian Studios. Please take action today to support nonprofits that connect with your passion. Be the change you want to see in the world. Until next time, the beat goes on. This is Donna Valente. Peace out. <laughs>